You know what's a, you know what's a new thing that's making me realize I'm actually gonna become like the get off my lawn curmudgeon old man. The metaverse. Barbados is the first country that will have an embassy in the metaverse. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> right? We sound so old. <laughs> I I think some things need to be tangible and real. Exactly. Exactly. I, but here's but here's the thing. I mean, get off my metaverse lawn. Seriously. We are one step away from the Matrix here, friends. Like, one step away. Welcome to episode 211 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft fruit pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. On today's episode, the Reverends Ogan Holder, Shannon Weston, and yours truly, Brian Burkoff, address and engage what's happening through a theological lens with a good brew in hand. And that good brew, whatever it is, might be in one of these fantastic pub theology-like pint glasses. Become a subscriber at patreon.com slash ptlive. And depending on what level you sign up for, you'll get one of these glasses. Uh, we got some great bonus content on there. Uh, if you want to catch up with some our, of our personal life shenanigans, like how our Thanksgiving went and our latest, um, our latest food, fast food restaurant boycott. Uh, Spill the beans. It's Wendy's. For a reason I didn't know. Something to do with tomatoes. Uh, but anyways, we have a whole discussion about it in the in our pre-show. So that's patreon.com slash ptlive. This week we'll be talking about Christmas music, Advent, and the evolution of humanity. You know, the normal stuff. The normal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, let's start with you today. What are you drinking? Man, so um, I... We are back to early mornings. Our kids had all of last week off, my youngest two, because the pandemic was so bad. Uh, some local schools mm -hmm. decided we'll just give you all of Thanksgiving week off. And they're the ones I wake up extra early to drive to school. And so now I'm getting back into waking up early again. So I had to take a nap today. So I'm all that to say, I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this going? <laughs> Well, I was, I was, I thought I was going to like a coffee beer, like a, you know. Well, um, I, I probably could use a beer, but I, my fridge is out of beer and I have coffee. Okay. Your fridge well, is out of beer. Like, that's burying the lead right there. That's the, that's also, the issue. Don't you need to go to bed early? And that means not coffee, but okay. I'm going to let it go. I'm gonna let oh, it go. that's a good point. This is a, it's a vicious cycle. The it fridge is a vicious is, cycle. The fridge is out of beer. Let's just call it what it is. It's yeah, also no. a vicious cycle. <laughs> Ogan, what are you drinking today? I have a um, wake up in the future. This is no, thank a, you. Uh, this is a <laughs> barrel aged imperial stout from right here in DC, DC Brow Brewing Company. Uh, yeah, so the the future the future is upon us. We got a couple more weeks we, before next year. We've had this discussion oh. on the show before. If it's DC Brow or DC Brew. And oh. it just spelled. We've had this discussion, and there was a person that wrote in on Facebook, or or did something to us because I was like, "How do we pronounce this?" 
And yeah. so I do think it's DC brew. I think that's what he said, but it's just. I think it's DC bra. Exactly. That's what DC. I said. I said that exact thing on the show. <laughs> I've, always, yeah. I've always said DC bra. Bra. Yeah. Bra. bra. So there's, it's a, bra. there's, it's a whole thing. It's so whoever thing. wrote in years ago, if you're still a listener, thank you for listening. Number one. And number two, um, please. Let us know how to pronounce it again. Because and number three, still, it's still up for debate. We do have some interesting. Yeah, views. I was going to say number three. Let's improve our memories and say new things. Exactly. <laughs> and what do you have, Shannon? So I am embracing the fact that it is Christmas because I'm not ready mentally. So I've got to like do all the you know things to let me know. So I am drinking Shiner's Holiday Cheer, which is not local, but you know, holiday spirit time. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. So I have a little description. Happy holidays from the Little Brewery in Shiner, Texas. We hope you enjoy the Shiner Cheer, an old world Dunkelweizen brewed with Texas peaches and roasted pecans, pecans, as they would say. The malty flavors of this dark wheat flavored ale are enhanced through the use of malted barley and wheat. The cragging... Cran, cran and something ensures the smooth smoothness that makes the subtle peach and pecan flavors all the more satisfying. May your days be merry and bright and your shiner be cold. Okay. As they say, there's nothing finer than a nice cold shiner. There you go. So, so it'd be said, so it'd be written. On your nice cold shiner or? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got a thing too. I got a thing too. According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages. I'm sorry. No, that's not really that's so fascinating. <laughs> that's not right. Yeah, either. we get singled out all the time, don't we? That, that was, you, you I could love preface how that just one with, You could preface that one with Mary, did you know? Oh, here. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> no, 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 no. He just ends with, according to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcohol. Like, he yeah, just stopped he, there. <laughs> he did. You're right. You're Even, right. like, while pregnant or nursing. Like, wow. women should not drink I didn't, I didn't want to drag the joke out, but <laughs> clarity. Oh. Might have been some subliminal sexism going on there. <laughs> check yourself, Owen. Check yourself. As, as then he proceeds to, like, what are you drinking, Shannon? <laughs> mm. All righty. Mm, that smells Mm, this is delicious. Ooh. Get yourself some Shiner Holiday Cheer. On to today's topics. So some folks have their Christmas tree up for a week or two already. I love <laughs> how Brian says folks like he's Southern. When is the right time to put up a tree and start listening to Christmas music? Are you asking for a friend, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, this is a legitimate question. I mean, mine isn't up yet, so I guess it's an open question. But oh, yeah, um, I think, and I, we we got some responses to this on Facebook. I think I think any day after Thanksgiving, you're good. You're in the clear. Not before Thanksgiving. Any day after Thanksgiving, and and if you really want to be good about it, after the Thanksgiving guests go home. There you go. There you go. So you would say to folks who put it up mid-November, uh, too soon. Wait, way too soon. <laughs> way too soon i uh-uh, tend to uh-uh. i tend to agree with that oh, oh. by by the way oh sorry sorry i gotta jump and say speaking of not making christmas rush too soon i say this every year november 30th happy independence day to my homeland of barbados <laughs> 55 years of being independent from the cruel tyrannical colonialism of britain and this year was extra special because we we have officially cut ties with all 
uh, all all monarchy association. We used to be like a Commonwealth, like Canada and oh, Australia. The yeah. Queen was still the head of state. Mm-mm, that's all done with. Last night we had the official ceremony. We we we've elected a president, who's like sort of ceremonial. Mm-hmm. We still have our prime minister. Uh, Prince Charles flew on down for the occasion to be dismissed. It was wonderful. And I stayed up till 1 a.m. watching the whole thing because it happened at the stroke of midnight. It was nice. great. So so good for you, Barbados. Yeah, cheers to that. Congratulations and happy birthday. So we um, we put our tree up on Saturday after the meal um, because we had Thanksgiving on Saturday, the meal yeah, on Saturday. Um, and we do that because we do it the weekend after Thanksgiving because all the kids are here and the tree in particular, we want everybody involved in putting all the ornaments on and things like that. So that's why we do it then. Um, I used to be a like never, ever, ever before Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is like the middle child of holidays, right? Like we get so excited about Halloween and we love Christmas, but like Thanksgiving gets kind of lost in there. But at, since the pandemic, I've been a little more like, you know what, girl, put your tree up. Like, that's fine. You do you do what you need to do to survive everything right now. So I've, I've let that go. I'm still not doing it, but I've let it go. Girl, yeah. put your records on. You know? I, I used to be, be diehard December 1st as well. Nothing before December 1st. But, yeah. but, you know, that window between December, between Thanksgiving, December, what, like, get through Thanksgiving. If you want to buy your tree after Thanksgiving lunch, go for it. But yeah. Okay. Here's one on Facebook. Uh, Jeff says we put up an artificial tree in October, <laughs> October <laughs> with Halloween decorations recently switched to, to Christmas. We'll switch it again to red and white lights in January through Valentine's day, then to green and white lights through St. Patrick's day. What is going on? Jeff? So the, the tree stays up all year is what he's what saying. What is going <laughs> I'll take this little tree home and decorate it. And I'll show them. Like, people need some freaking cheer. Like, they just do. They need some freaking cheer. Yes, the most common answer on Facebook is whenever you want to put it up at the right time. And that's where I am. Like, I do not, I like, so my son came home, like, two weeks ago and was like, Mom, can you believe all these people have their, they just went straight from Halloween to Christmas. What is wrong with these people? Like not one day, he wouldn't even make his Christmas list of like what he wanted for Christmas until the day after Thanksgiving dinner. And I was like, I used to be so with you. And now I'm kind of like, you know what? It's okay. I think whenever you want to, I think I've, I'm, I'm starting to shift that way because of the pandemic. But I think I also used to be until Thanksgiving is over. I don't want to see or hear anything Christmas. Yeah. Now, Ian, I do feel like the stores are too soon, though. I'll admit that. Yeah, right. well, yes, yes. Yeah. But that's a different different. That's issue. a whole different. On, on Facebook, uh, Ian says he puts up a tree or a tree should be put up a few days before Christmas. It's a Christmas tree, not a Halloween, Thanksgiving or Advent tree. So there you go. Now, I can't have real trees because I'm allergic, but I am surprised at people who put up real trees early because like. 
because they're dead, dead, dead. They're be... dead, dead, dead by Christmas. No, you can make them last. You got to. I mean, right, take some. Well, not just water, but put some, put some uh, either syrup or like some uh, Miracle Grow in that water. That thing will stay alive for. I've I've had a real th- tree through mid January, still looking good. Okay. You've had your St. Patrick's tree going. Exactly. You got. You got. You got. You got to feed it. All you gotta, right. You got to like, feed it. I, okay. I just like I could never. I mean, we always dried like they always dried out. So anyway, but I, I then and I was also deathly ill every Christmas and we had to stop to that. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. But also don't put it near near like a hot air vent. That will dry that. Yeah, that, that'll that do it in, real in, fast. in no time. So find the chilliest corner in your house. <laughs> yeah. Keep keep uh, keep feeding it. Yeah. It'll last. Um, so on our church calendar, do you find Advent or Lent for meeting? Wait, hang on. Do we oh. wait? Do, do the same rules apply for Christmas music? Um. So my one exception to my own personal rule about Christmas music is that I have to plan Advent and Christmas before Thanksgiving, right? Mm-hmm. So I need to get in that headspace, and the music gets me there quickly. So I put on, and I have several, by the way, Advent albums. And I put on my Advent albums. Didn't and know those were a thing. They yeah. are a thing, yeah. And um, I have some recommendations if you'd like. And um, then I'll, I have a playlist of all the music we do at church for Christmas. And I'll kind of put that playlist on as I'm doing my liturgy and whatever. So I'm like, oh, right, that song. Let's This will fit here and that'll do that. So I do it for those reasons. Yeah, early. that makes sense. I think it depends on the kind of Christmas music. And what I mean by that is like, like I can get down with like some, you know, like some instrumental remixes, some more contemporary things. I can, I can start those right after Thanksgiving, but like the, the hardcore traditional, like carols and stuff. I gotta, I gotta wait. I'm still not there yet. Till later. Right. Not, not there yet. Like we put on, we always put on Motown Christmas when we put up the tree. Yeah. That's the album that the tree goes up to. That's our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But like I have, I still haven't just like, let's listen to Christmas music. Like I'm not there yet. Nope. I feel slow this year though. Yeah. I feel like either we need to be putting up the tree or there needs to be snow uh, and we need to be either into December or past Thanksgiving. And uh, we did have snow this past weekend. So now tomorrow we we all get our advent calendars in our house. So it's a big day. Tomorrow's a big day. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Yeah, there's and all four of us have good ones this year. Wait, aren't you late? Didn't Advent start already? Or is well, the, calendar the calendars are 24 days, no matter what. Uh, so they start December 1st. And I'm fine with that. Like, people have issues with that. And I'm like, they need to, like, this is a commercial thing. This isn't yeah, a Jesus yeah. thing. This, this is, is not official. Like, I'm sorry. My <laughs> Advent calendar d- does not need to, like, know how many, <sighs> like, whatever. Just, Although if I, it's a bourbon Advent calendar, you can supplement it. Well, because this won't come out until after, not that he listens to the show, but this year he's getting a scotch one because Ooh, we get a bourbon up. one every year and it's kind of the same. So I was like, we need to switch it up. So I scotch, love is, it. scotch is coming this year, but he doesn't know that yet. Hey-o. And then Gus is getting Marvel Legos, a little Lego one every day. And Maggie's getting a makeup one, which she will love. It's not just because she's a girl, like she will absolutely love it. Nice. Um, and I just have chocolate. I have good chocolate because that's what i wanted you guys do it right yeah we do yeah totally okay (laughs) so on the church calendar do you find advent or lent more meaningful i think you just answered that 
<laughs> Seriously. There's a calendar with goodies? Yeah, we don't get we don't get goodie gifts of let do we let let we gotta get rid of stuff. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we don't get taken stuff. See, but like spiritually, deprivation is where like I grow. So Lent I is know. more meaningful for me. Yeah. Spiritually. So it's yeah. it's interesting because my 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 talk this Sunday, I and I always sort of give this talk the first Sunday of Advent is where like, you know, deconstruct all the myths around the Christmas story. Um, and then and then sort of like put it back together. Um, so so for me, the whole the whole Advent thing, the whole Christmas story, you know, the nativity scene, all that. I'm like you tell like, everyone Santa isn't real, and they're like, oh pretty much, pretty pretty much. We, I, I, can somebody, I tell you some, a moment? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, we had a moment putting up the tree, and um, you know, the Jackson Fives. I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus came mm -hmm. on, and. Sophia, who's nine, all of a sudden, like, starts like getting really offended that this mom is cheating on her husband. <laughs> nice. Like, has this whole moment, and I start making fun of her because I'm like, we don't even know if mommy's married, but you know Santa's married. But you're mad at mommy. You're not mad nice. at Santa for like cheating on Mrs. Claus Ooh. and blah 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 blah. And so I'm calling out her sexism in that one. There you but go. But like Derek's like, honey, the dad is dressed up as Santa, and that's why the brothers are like, dude, calm down, just go to bed. It's dad, and like she's still you know believes yeah. and whatever and like she looked like somebody just told her that santa wasn't real yeah so i think, then I think that I was the to, moment <laughs> right and then i have to quickly be like you know he's playing santa and then derek like picked up on what i was doing and he was like right like santa's out delivering presents dad oh, was dear. dressed up and like we do this whole thing but like the like she was so it was so the whole thing was comical in this life you broke her you broke her we, we did we broke her but i was also like okay props but why are we just mad at mommy like i just want to know why go. we're not mad at santa up we'll and see. the patriarchy <laughs> and that's like ogan's congregation it's like welcome to advent i'll deconstruct christmas for you somebody actually said to me this past sunday because you know i'm i'm, I'm a fill-in at uni of gaithersburg till they find yeah. their permanent minister somebody said I remember when you sort of gave this talk like eight years ago, you got in trouble with Jeff for last time you gave this talk. She goes, but I think people are more receptive now. That's it's like, awesome. yeah, thanks. That's awesome. <laughs> You'll do it. Yeah, I, 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 some people feel otherwise and I respect that, but Advent doesn't, it, I don't know. It like spiritually, it doesn't connect with me the way that Lent does. Yeah. I think, I think, I think Lent's a little more intentional in, and uh individual practice whereas advent is about you know we we leading up to celebration right um and i don't celebrate well yeah ad, ad, <laughs> advent advent's not really asking me to transform advent's not asking me to take a look at myself it it, it 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 could it could but not as intentionally as lent does and not as communally right like there's that too um yeah so anyway this is a whole but yeah, that's, I mean, that's worth exploration in your churches. Like in it, that would be a great conversation. Yeah. Um, like there's more, I'd say there's more like warm fuzzy during Advent for me, but that has more to do with, you know, song and light and twinkliness and yes, 
exactly you know? it ha it has all of that sort of stuff and lent is the opposite right it's a sort of a, a stripped down um approach and also it's the culmination is so different right like christmas is leading toward the birth of the child and the other one is leading toward jesus you know final week holy week and right. the suffering and the and the execution and the resurrection so it's it's a different culmination as well and it just feels easier to point toward jesus model of suffering than being born although there's a lot well, of themes there but i was gonna yeah. say that's because we don't really highlight mary's suffering before the yeah, birth i mean fair. come on right in right in right in across the desert on a donkey when you're like nine months pregnant we don't we don't talk about that hardship enough my friend david hansen posted on his instagram like he did the google like if you were to walk from here to here how long mm -hmm. would it take and it was something like 30 something hours and whatever and he was like now imagine you're 36 weeks pregnant and it's gonna like you have you would have yeah. to walk reasonably walk three miles a day you know like every day for a month and that would get you there and whatever and it's like okay no yeah and you're walking by some homes where they've already put their tree up i mean it just would be and you're getting you're like thanksgiving is the middle child of the holidays yeah. thank you very much yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh i am the baby i'm not i'm not triggered by that so i'll keep using it okay <laughs> Father Richard Rohr writes, no matter what is going on around us, it's important to remember that God keeps transforming creation into something both good and new. Instead of hurting, hurling? Hurtling, hurtling. Yes, hurtling, hurtling us towards catastrophe, God always wants to bring us somewhere even better. A helpful word here is evolution. Do you agree that humanity is headed somewhere better? yes but not fast enough for my liking he didn't say better he said oh wait he did okay <laughs> well i i even really better. even better even better he like i connected with something both good and new to mm -hmm. me something both good and new doesn't necessarily mean better it just means good and new it yeah. means different right but he, he then he then goes on to say he does then go on. yeah and it's it's better. interesting and this isn't i pulled this out of one of you know his weekly emails or whatever and in the wider context is sort of like looking at you know you read the news or you look look around and it just feels like we keep screwing up as humans and the world is getting worse it can appear and he's trying to counter that and sometimes that what he's saying feels like a tough sell if i'm being honest well, you got again, you got to take the macro versus the micro view. You take the macro yeah. view. We are always we are getting better. We are evolving upwards. We yeah. are we are the best version of humanity currently now than we've ever been. And 20, 50, 100 years from now, it'll, it'll be better. But when you take the micro view, right, it's in fits and starts. And often the betterment comes after a, a, a horrendous period. You, you know, you look you, you look at what happened in World War Two. You look at, at, at you know what happened with you know slavery. Like we have these horrendous periods in our in our evolution. After which we go, we can't let that happen again. Even if some of the prevailing attitudes main continue to to be there for a while, right? So we we look at systemic racism in this country. It's the same attitudes of you know 
Jim Crow and slavery times, but laws have changed and, and, and people are doing much better around it. And eventually, I believe some those attitudes will fade away as well. That's going to take longer. So yeah, we're doing better, but you take the micro view and you look at the insanity that's going on right now, right? You know, let's look at the Trump era and all that craziness. Uh, you know, you're looking at the the rise of the alt-right right now and you're thinking like that's not true but yeah, you think that's not better yeah you, you gotta take the long you got you gotta take the long view well, Otherwise, and you get let's not pretend that that period of time is over you no, know either it's not. Um, no, it's not. 2024 baby oh my god i can't even <laughs> i can't even but i i i i ask a lot of questions about this um like the virus that's happening and i think i think i had a moment with this new um omicron thank you with this new variant that i'd have skipped that letter i'd have gone straight to theta like omicron does not roll off the tongue yeah well, delta you yeah. know yeah, yeah omicron like if you got three syllables it's too long yeah too long. I, I, I just, I had this moment where I thought, you know what, how many years did it take to get the plagues under control and to get the, you know, um, the flu of 1918 under control. And, and in a lot of ways, yes, we know how to prevent the spread of this disease and we get vaccines a lot faster and we didn't have world travel the way that we have it now. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so I'm just sitting here going like, will this ever stop like and and i don't mean to like whatever but when i move to a theological like understanding of that and on one hand it puts me into perspective of like we've been here before we will get through this you know that this is going to be okay and on the other hand i sit there and go yeah so what does this mean for creation you know so there was a moment, I'm going to admit this, and then I'm going to walk it back, right? But there was a moment when we all shut down, because this is just how the brain works, right? And all of a sudden, like, the air quality gets better, right? And the mm -hmm. water quality gets better. And I thought, oh, this is the correction. Like, right. this was what it required for us to stop. Like, there again, I don't think God works that way, but there was a moment of, like, but the earth might work that way. The earth might work that way. And, <laughs> For sure. you know, whatever. And I was listening to a climatologist a while ago that was basically was like, the earth will figure it out. Like the earth will yeah. correct it. Yeah. We may not survive it. Like that's <laughs> the difference, <laughs> right. you know, True. like we may not correct, but the earth will figure like the earth will correct it. But um, I don't know. So this quote, this quote to me is like, are we, I do think over the, in the larger arch we are evolving for the better yeah. and it's harder than it should be so so to your point about the the pandemic if we're ever going to be over it yes we are but not in the way we want it to be which is we get rid of COVID. we're never going to get rid of COVID. it's gonna it's gonna I mean, become, we never got rid of the flu <laughs> right you know. it's gonna be, right and like the flu it will become endemic and and we'll figure out how to live with it and adapt our bodies will eventually adapt with the vaccines and all that and you know we're going to get to a point where like i 
there's a period of time where I got my flu shot every year. I don't anymore. Uh, and part of why I used to get it was when I was working among um, much older, more vulnerable folks when I was a music therapist and I'm working in adult daycares and nursing homes. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm among old people. I need to, you know, now that I don't as much, um, I don't take the flu shot and there's years, occasional years I may get the flu, but I'm hard enough to survive. We're going to get to that point with with covid i believe eventually that's what everybody you know all the vir- virologists the epidemiologists are saying it's going to become endemic but we're not going to get rid of it and again something else will spring up and we're going to rinse and repeat do this all over again but i think i think that the next pandemic that hits us my hope and what I believe is that we will do a better job because we've learned something from this one in terms of, you know, vaccine development and distribution. The reason we have Omicron is because the vaccine was not widely distributed around the world. Some countries looking at you, America, and looking at you, some rich European countries, we just, you know, hoarded the damn thing. Like we got stockpiles and we got people here who don't want to take it, right? And and it took it took some pressure to say, all right, let's give away some of this vaccine we stockpile in and stop hoping for the days when the anti-vaxxers suddenly wake up and go, all right, I'll take it now. Right. right. That's not gonna happen. Right. So but but because uh we we I don't think we ever looked at COVID as a global thing, right? It was just the individual countries. What are we gonna do as opposed to what's the global intervention? I think by the time we get to the next pandemic, we're going to do a better job of that. That's that's my hope, um, and 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 we'll take some lessons away from from this experience. And and let's be clear in this quote, sorry, Brian, that like God keeps transforming creation into something good and new. That doesn't mean that we're not fucking that up, right? Like that we like sure. like we what we know about what life and death is supposed to look like and the like let's just take death for instance and the way that our bodies naturally decompose and then what we have done particularly in america to bodies when we bury them right like we are literally supposed to return to dust and become worm food like our natural body is built to do that but no 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 we're gonna fill you full of jelly and put you in a sealed vault into the ground. Like, so there's, there's, we're fighting against it constantly, right? We're like, God may be doing this new great thing, but don't worry, we're gonna mess it up. Don't, don't, well, no, I mean, if there's no rot fear. and worms involved, I understand not embracing it. Fully. You don't know, you're not that's, there. But that's the way you're it's supposed gone. to, of course, way it's I'm supposed teasing. to be. Of course it is. Of and I'm supposed to become part of the richness of yeah which no which reminds me i do need I to think up- is way more beautiful than filling me with jelly seriously yeah, I, I do need to update my uh what do you call it end of life stuff i yeah. i i want to be wrapped in a shroud put in a hole and plant a tree on top please of me. thank you yes yeah that's yeah, yeah. That, that's where i'm going agreed i mean if you have to you can make me compost but you know i want to cut my i want to cut myself up into like five parts and then no and then and then no no, no for every place that i've lived no plant we put me in a hole and plant no. a tree so one in barbados one All here right, in, the, in the dc area not yet uh one in raleigh <laughs> 
one in the Kansas City area. Just just part to me. What if just you like... move again? No. All right, Brian, go. Wow. That that was a whole lot. <laughs> and then, okay, and then you say, so my grandmother, my grandfather was cremated and put half of him at the spread his ashes at the lake. And I open a drawer one day and there's this box in it. It's like, Grandma, what's this? She goes, Oh, that's your grandfather. And she goes, Half of him's at the lake. And yeah. I said, Well, which half did you keep? <laughs> <laughs> So you'll have to decide which part goes where, Ogan. No problem. Got it. I just told you. It's going to happen. I'm going to write it all down. Here lies Ogan's hindquarters. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Look at that. This is where he tree. was the biggest ass. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. Well, yeah, I was just going to say it is a, a good quote to counter what we often feel like we're experiencing in our day-to-day -day lives and what we feel like we're seeing in the world around us, um, that things are transforming to something good and new because we do see things that are new, like the alt-right or like the utter loss of truth when it comes to you know news and reality. And it just feels like that's not good at all. And it's heading somewhere toward complete disaster um, if things don't change. So. Uh, it is hopeful, and I, I want to believe it's true, but I it's sort of like uh, help my unbelief, Lord. Yeah, seriously. You know what's a, you know what's a new thing that's making me realize I'm actually gonna become like the get off my lawn curmudgeon old man, the metaverse. So so I'm like, no, thank you. Right now, now this is me who's always been like into technology and alpha consumer like that sort of deal yeah. and i'm reading more and more about the metaverse and i'm like i'm going to take a hard pass on that <laughs> mind you i just i just congratulated barbados for its independence today barbados is the first country to actually buy a a, a plot in the metaverse to build an embassy barbados is the first country that will have an embassy in the metaverse i don't even know what that means i don't know what that means either <laughs> Right, we sound so old. I, I, I don't think that sounds old. I think they are way overreaching. I, I think some things need to be tangible and real. Exactly, exactly. I, but here's, but here's I mean, the thing. Get off my metaverse lawn. Seriously, we are one step away from the matrix here, friends. Like one step away. We're a few steps away, but we gonna get there. We gonna get there. And and I think it's given given what i'm reading about how people are investing in this and creating it it's pretty much a done deal how it will look is a whole different story and you know there's gonna be you know there's gonna be the 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 all all extremes of people on there there's, there's gonna be we just mentioned it like the alt-right and all the crazies they're gonna be there you know we're gonna have we're gonna have all sorts of ultra progressives there you know shoot i'm sure there's gonna be a few people setting up churches there as well like i mean there were people who had churches in a in a what was second what life. was the uh yeah second life exactly right so so that was that was an early metaverse the early right. earliest version of it so it's coming it's gonna be a thing there's there's no stopping it at this point the trains left the station but but for the first time this was a piece of of news of this new version technology which to this uh, quote go like i don't know if this is good and i don't want to get involved <laughs> my head is spinning i was gonna say i i yeah you can call me old all you want i don't understand <laughs> I don't understand the appeal. I don't understand what it actually is and what's happening. And I don't think any of them do either. That's 
like the the best the best by. meme the best meme I saw about it was so there's this when um there's a there's a shot uh, photo of uh Zuckerberg in a room of like a, a bunch of people they've all got their Oculus headsets on and you know they're they're in the metaverse and then the thing is um anyone who's excited about the metaverse never saw the movie Wally and then the second shot yes, is I saw that. you know the 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 folks sitting in their chairs like 300 pounds everybody's just sitting there cuz no one's actually doing anything right oh my god yeah no we have movies about all this stuff and it all yes, ends do. badly it never goes well <laughs> every time uh all right, help me out with these names. The Jewish philosopher Manonides. Maimonides. Maimonides. Let's go with that. <laughs> also known as Rambam. Uh, honestly, said, okay, okay. If if your nickname is Rambam, like <laughs> make that the Bam, only man. name you have. That's all you need. It's <laughs> all you need. Rambam. Good enough for Pebbles' boyfriend. It's good <laughs> enough for you. Go. Okay. He said this. It is necessary to bear in mind that scripture only teaches the chief points of those true principles which lead to the true perfection of man and only demands in general terms faith in them. Do you agree that the scriptures teach how, teach how humanity can be perfected? Mm. With some editing. <laughs> I, I don't... I don't. <laughs> Some careful I, interpretation. I, 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 don't, I don't know about perfecting, but but again, so so back to that question of you know, are we evolving better, right? Are we are we being better humans? Yes, I believe the scriptures, and I don't Im believe in this question. We're implying a particular scripture. I'm thinking scripture is writ large, right? Sure. Is that where we're going? That's where I'm going with well, it. Well, that's probably not what Rambam means, but go ahead. I'm 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 going there because 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 if we start picking scriptures, we gonna get ourselves in in some trouble, right? He's a Which Jewish is, philosopher. He's, yeah, he's Jewish, so you know what he's talking about. So well, he's, I'm he's I'm got gonna a certain set of texts. Sure, I'm gonna expand it to 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 sure. to pull out the you know the wisdom of all scriptures in general, which are you know often very similar. Um, but but again, it's the pulling out the wisdom, not following them word for word, because scriptures again written in very misogynistic patriarchal uh times you know and 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 are products of their period yes there's some perennial wisdom in there and i think the perennial wisdoms that we can pull out thing you know like the golden rule things based in love welcome strangers seeking justice those things I think can definitely teach us how to be better human beings. When we start getting into the nitty gritty, following it literally, that's where we run into trouble. When so. is he living? What's his like? What's his century? I don't know. Are we sure it's a he? I'm, I mean, it I'm, is I'm a assuming. he. Do a quick Google on Ram Rambam. Let's yeah, go yeah. to Duck to Google. Eleven thirty-eight to twelve oh four. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm going middle evil period about this because yeah. from Spain. Like, this, this is a this is a theme of that time that perfecting oneself, like the Crusades, right? The this period of time where this search for an attainable truth um, is happening. Like, if I had to guess a time period, that's exactly what I would have guessed. Because this is very, this quote is very on par for that time. 
And I don't think our world and that world are, are comparable, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Um, I don't think that scripture alone or scriptures or holy texts can talk to us about the state of our world mm-hmm. at this time. I mean, they were close to perfection in the late Middle Ages. <laughs> um, yes and yes and no. Again, I think I think there are some, some perennial wisdoms that transcend time. You know, I mean, when when you when you look at the, I mean, we've quoted passages from what we call the Old Testament that speak to welcome in the stranger, yeah. right? Um, that's that's a perennial wisdom, I think that that makes us better people. Um, you know, when we, we look at Jesus's, what's been attributed to Jesus about love your neighbor, um, that that's a perennial wisdom. So, so I think there are these wisdoms again, when we get caught up in the, when we get caught up in the, in the, the, minutia. the, the, the minutiae, the semantics about, about yeah. a certain practice, that's when we, we, we lose ourselves. And I think it's, it's why, you know, when we look at trends around, um, people's involvement in organized religion and, and specific uh, denominations, it's trending downwards, but at the same time, when you actually talk to them, they're very engaged in spirituality and, and in the values that the church was supposed to have been espousing, but again, got lost in the things like the ritual and traditions and the money and the money yeah, and all that. The values are what makes me feel good on Instagram, right? The values are like, oh, I like that quote. Oh, that speaks to me. Oh, you know. Yes, there is a performative aspect and, to it. So we got to like, get I'm past the performative. That. Sure. Like, we got to get past the performative aspect of it. Yes, I agree. And, 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 you know, we've talked about this many times, but like, for me, that comes down. I had this conversation with, um, a, he's a senior in high school today. Like we had lunch and we talked about this and, and about how, it doesn't have to be church, but where are you finding community that, and we were talking about the problems of, of community only being in a peer group, right? In a friend group, that that is valuable and useful and wonderful, but my friends are going through life cycle the same time as I am, right? Like we're all a little bit apart in like raising children, but we're all in that sphere, right? Mm-hmm. And whereas, you know, yesterday I got to have a conversation with my mentor from seminary and she's like, you remember what, what my life was like when you were my mentee, like you're there now. That's how old you are. When I was mentoring you, that's how old my kids were when I was mentoring you. And that was really help. Like I have another generation to help me stay in perspective in my community and whatever else. And that, that, yeah, that's another point that gets is is brought out and so it's this i don't know what substitutes that at this point you know how does how do you find that multi-generational friend we're going to be there for you no matter what even if i don't really know you that well in the metaverse baby the metaverse (laughs) jesus needs to take the wheel on that i thought you were going to bring out uh I was that little girl. That little girl was me. I, uh... I think it. I think it sort of builds on what uh, the Richard Rohr quote that 
you know, we, in the scriptures, we are given, um, you know, spiritual tools to uh, transcend sort of our, our natural selves. And we're given models of humans who were able to sort of tap into a, a spiritual connection to God that, that led them on a path of, you know, spiritual evolution, uh, for lack of a better term, and, and that we can find that in there with, you know, careful reading, as Ogan put it, but you know, you read about, you know, the fruit of the spirit, uh, being love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, like those are all things that that transcend time. And if we were to internalize and embody them would lead to a more perfect humanity. What Sunday school class do you learn? You memorize that in? Seriously, dude. It's <laughs> like, wow. That's Once impressive. I started naming them, I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna forget something. <laughs> I know. That's like naming the commandments. You've got oh shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, all right. Too many good ideas are overwhelming, and they can keep us from doing anything at all. You are with the names today, man. Fish oxen rider. Nailed it. Nailed it. Do you resonate with this? Is there such a thing as too many good ideas? I, I'm a proponent of less is more, so I'm going to oh, agree with this. That's yeah. our Advent theme this year. There. You're like, put away all those good ideas, friend. So there is <laughs> such thing as too many good ideas because at least my experience of people that have like rapid fire good ideas never follow through on them nothing gets because done because they're just idea machines guilty as charged yeah. <laughs> that's why we're the ministers guilty that's, as charged that's like uh you know christy and i when we're trying to decide what to have for dinner you know too many ideas is not good no we can't so we, decide we there's science on this right we only have so much capacity mm -hmm. to make yeah. decisions right yes. right and that used to be uh, sleep in the cave or sleep under the tree tonight, you know? And wow. She went with the way, way back. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but like as our, and our brains had developed with us, but like right. now we make more choices. This is, this is my favorite statistic. We make more choices in a cereal aisle of the grocery store than like our four parents yeah. ever made in their entire life. Yeah. Like the, we just don't have a capacity. And that to me is the same thing as, as what he's talking about. Like there's two, there's, it absolutely can be crippling and debilitating. Cause they just had regular Cheerios and now there's so many variations. So just... there are pumpkin spice Cheerios <laughs> that you have to sit there and have a, phil a philosophical discussion of like, should this even exist? You know, exactly. Like, it causes an existential crisis. And what, and I mean, that's a perfect quote to bring up because it seems silly, but it's so true. Like we just process so much information uh, at any given moment. You could be sitting, as, as Ogan has said, you could be sitting on the toilet, scrolling on your phone and you are internalizing more information about your friends, the world. When did I, when did I say I was sitting on the toilet? Last week. <laughs> well, I wasn't last on the wasn't on the show last week. You're right. I did say that. My bad. Take it back. Yeah. Take it back. You had a whole conversation about it. <laughs> I'm remembering now. I'm remembering that. I mean, in the past, you're taking a dump and you're just looking for a leaf to use. <laughs> <laughs> but but here's the thing. So again, back to the back to the good ideas, right? I'm I'm not mad at all these great ideas because everyone has different tastes. I'm not mad at at producing new things. You mad, bro? I think the problem is 
that we get sucked into this idea that we have to sample them all. We've got this fear of missing out. We've got this. We've got this idea of we, we get indoctrinated in. Am I making the right choice or we the wrong discern. choice? We don't discern, right? So I've I've found I've I, I I have a whole talk about this. I have a favorite cereal that I found, right? It's an uh, Cascading Farms organic vanilla chai, and like I don't need to have any other cereal after this. It's healthy. It's tasty. Throw some raisins in there. It's the best thing ever for me. <laughs> Why? Why that? You don't like raisins? Come on! Oh, yeah, all the raisins. Raisins are awesome. So my point is now, when I go to a grocery store and there's like three thousand cereal options, I ain't looking at all of them. I'm like, do you sell the one that I want? You don't. You can let it go. I'm heading to the other store, right? Yeah. So to Shannon's point about discerning, I, I when we discern what's ours to do, what works for us, it's okay to let go of the other things. But we are in a society that keeps pushing options right that says you think you've made the best decision no you haven't here's this other thing that might be better you won't know unless you try it and we've got to we've got to silence that noise but for a counterpoint i was talking with someone about um craft beer earlier today and i'm the kind of person that if given the option to have something i know versus something new i will go for something new just about every time because i love to explore different kinds of I think that's beer. different though. That's um that's not a decision making necessarily, yeah. right? Like it is different. It is different. It is a that is about exploration and joy and yeah, yeah, yeah. satisfaction and you know and that, it's optional. Like it's not like breakfast. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I was gonna I, and I was gonna say you can do both. There are days I walk in and I go, you know what? What do you sure. got on tap? Allagash. I've had Allagash White 15 billion times. I like it. I'm in the mood for that. Right. I hear I'm you. not in the mood for it today. Like when I What's watch new? football, I, I don't want a new beer. I don't want a new fancy beer. I want regular beer. I want fat tire. I want a okay. Sam Lager. I want a something beer me. that I that is drinkable, that I can drink several of, that I know is gonna, I know what it's gonna taste like, right? There you go. And, and, but I, I think fair. it's anyway, I think it's different, yeah, yeah. but I do think this comes down this kind of overwhelming thing. And especially when we talk about rapid fire ideas, like you don't actually have time to digest and discern. And I also think even if it's a personal decision, d discernment is a communal process and, you know, cause whatever decision it is, is going to have effect, you know, with people around you. So I don't know. I I do resonate with this, especially right now in a in a life that is overwhelming and is not going to get any less overwhelming. Um, you know. So that that's why I live by the mantra less is more, right? Yep. It's 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 more fulfilling, I think, when we when we realize what it is that speaks to us and and we go with that. So I so uh Einstein was asked what makes a happy life? And he says, a calm and modest life brings more happiness in the pursuit of success combined with constant relentlessness. Right. So it's, it's, it's that idea. When you find what you like, be okay with that and, 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 and stick with that. And if it doesn't serve you anymore, then you go looking for new choices. But yeah. I, I, I think, you know, I blame capitalism. I blame commercialism. You know, a lot of things I can blame about greed you know i can blame a lot of things about keep pushing more products into the marketplace and at the same time 
the the spirit of entrepreneurship of 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 development of of you know what's next has i think been a good thing is it's exponentially advanced us in all areas in in medicine in 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 uh economics in in education so so we can we can do both one yeah. one doesn't negate the other but as the individual and for family we don't have to do it all and it's okay and in full disclosure i eat the same thing for breakfast every day so i pretty much too except when i'm traveling and on the road that's not a time for decision making and then you go to the place because you want the thing that tastes the way you want it to taste and then exactly it and then you get mad and, and then and watch don't. the pre-show if you want to know what we're talking about <laughs> there, you <go. laughs> there, there, there you go looking at you burger king looking at you <laughs> oh man well, thank you, friends, for tuning in to Pub Theology Live. You can become a supporter of the show. Show your love for the show by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Get access to pre- and post-show banter and more. Visit patreon.com slash ptlive to get started. And of course, as always, a big thank you to our current patrons. You can listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And a shout out to our top three listening cities this week. And number three, we have Chatham, Ontario, Canada, which is one of the few towns in Canada south of where I live in Michigan. So there you go. Number two, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Number one, Indianapolis, Indiana, which by the way is where my football team is headed this Saturday for the Big Ten Championship. Thank you, friends, for tuning in wherever you join us from. If you want to watch us live, you can do that Tuesdays on Facebook around 4.30 Eastern. And if you'd like to curate uh, a conversation, gather a group of folks for these kinds of conversations, you can check out all the resources at pubtheology.com. So until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. Happy birthday, Barbados! So, you know what? You know, I just realized about this beer because I was like, holy shit, 15.5%. What? And it was a big can, too. It's a pint. I'm like, I'm really feeling it right now. And 15? Yeah. That's a huge pre dinner beer. Oh, my God.